Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick. I am Dylan Waugh. I'm the Merle Haggard to Ken's Willie Nelson. Ha! Going to the country music. Because today we're going to be talking about Bobby Hull. We're going to be talking about the PHF All-Star Game. We're going to be talking about Bo Horvat and a few other shows and notes around the league. So check us out at Hockey No Filter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. And of course, underscore Dylan Waugh. It always don't bugged me. say it. Don't say I don't what? know that I screwed up at the end of that. Uh, oh, I don't care. Um, it my- always bugged me in that song. I should have loved you. I didn't love you. That Billy the uh, the um, Willie Nelson song. Yeah, yeah. Where he said, "I didn't love you as good as I should have." Right. I, I always wish he just said, "I didn't love you as well as I should have." <laughs> like, why couldn't he have just said that? Like, why couldn't he have just used the right word? Because like why did he have to use the wrong word there? If you if you want if you want to get an actual answer, and I do have an actual answer, and it's and it's and it ties into hockey, anti intellectualism, <laughs> anti intellectualism. Okay, right. You see, All right. there's a there's a rising tide of anti intellectualism in this country. For example, you know, I was outside the other day, and a guy came by and said, "I'd like to read your gas meter," and I said. Whatever happened to the classics? I don't get it. Meter is another word for poetry and for the the, the rhythm of poetry. Yeah. So I'd like to read your gas meter. And I thought, whatever happened to the classics? Yeah, whatever happened to good yeah. jokes? So like, this is what happens. To, so this is what oh happens my God, this, when you that, try that's to... horrible. So that's why I say stuff like talk good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> if I try to make a good joke, you don't get it. I, yeah, I'm I, sorry, Ken. You don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep this no, podcast at a third grade no, level. No, no, It's like my kids used to say about my jokes. Yeah, I get it. It's just not funny. <laughs> like, it's just not funny. Okay, yeah. I came up with a good one-liner the other day. You want to hear it? No. Okay. So Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson, the reason why is because you're the beloved, you're the beloved one, Willie Nelson. And I'm Merle Haggard, the one that nobody's heard of. Oh, no way. People know Merle Haggard. Oh, this my generation God. Does Connor not know Bedard is on some kind of friggin' run here. Who? We talked about it before. Let's talk about that later. Okay. Like, it's insane. Let's talk about it now. Because he's, he's playing tonight. No, because I got to add up all the numbers. <laughs> actually, actually, it's actually easy to add up all the numbers because he didn't score in his first game, and he scored in every game since. So, 
whatever he has this year minus one game is what he's got. I don't know. Look, as so he's got eighty-eight points in thirty-four games. As a self-proclaimed draft expert, as you know that I am. Yep. You know because every year I watch the final of the World Juniors. I think he's a bust. Yeah. I think you he's do, overrated. Do okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I yeah. Well, that makes one of you. That that um, was that was uh yeah. That was another joke. He's insane. Like, he's insane. This is ridiculous. Should we get him back on the show? Maybe. Yeah. He'd come on. Yeah. Well, He'd he's been on. on before. He's a nice boy. He he is a sweet, he's a sweet Like, he's sweet got kid. a 37, 34-point game streak, game point streak. Yeah. He didn't score in his first, the first game of the year, and he scored in every game since then. A goal or an assist in every game since then. In 34 games, in the last 34 games, he's got 43 goals and 45 assists. And <laughs> and he's plus 27 because he was minus one in his first game. And, I mean, I, I, I mean, what did he get in the World Juniors? So we had, what, 14 points in the World Juniors? Yeah. In seven no, games? No, more. 15, 16? What did he have? I can't remember. It was, yeah. Anyways. Get that quick. Because that's seven games, so that'd be thir- 41 games. Yeah. Right? And, he had and in 2022, he was like nine goals a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was stupid in that game too. Yeah. Stupid in those ones. Yeah. Uh, hang on, I almost got it. Um, but uh, I was, of course, Joe, 23 points. Yeah, I knew it was in the 20s. What, so he's got 111 points in his last 42 games. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then if you go back to the World Juniors that were in the summer... Yeah. Where he had a bunch of points. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's insane. Like, I, 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 you know, I mean, this He had, like, is, six points in, like, one game in that World Juniors in yeah. the summer. No, I, I he had four when... Oh, no, I'm thinking about the canceled yeah, World yeah, Juniors. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. Um, That's insane. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is, you know... I, I mean, I, I have people still wondering whether he's a generational player. He He's a generational player. He's a generational player. Yeah. I mean, he's got 110 points in 40 in his last 42 games. There comes a point where it's like, why overthink this? Yeah, exactly. Look, yeah. I, I mean, I hate to go back to, and it's 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 only because I'm I'm being that jerk that just relates one undersized player to all undersized players. Yeah. Right? But I hate to go back to like even when Bergevin drafted Caulfield, what he said was he's always been five foot six or seven or however exactly. tall Cole yeah. Caulfield is. Yep. And he's scored at every level. Yep. Yep. Including the NCAA. Exactly. Well, not by that point. Not he by had, that he had, point. Yeah. He'd only, he hadn't started in the NCAA right, yeah. when he got drafted, but he did, he did score well in the NCAA. But that's what I'm saying is the great. logic is, right? Well, yeah. And, 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 um, you know, I mean, I, I know there were people, scouts that I talked to that said, Cole Caulfield is a top five talent in this draft. Yeah. yeah. Top five talent. Yeah. No question. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. You know? But so then going to like Bedard, like I don't, in terms of the idea of like playing against men and playing against whatever, I don't know if a lot of the people that are concerned about the not playing against men have spent a lot of time around CHL players. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of men in that locker room. There's a lot no, of it's big, not big, the same. people. No, it's no, not. No, it's not it's the not, same. It's not. But like, it's not as dissimilar as you'd think he's you know not, what i mean yeah and and like connor bedard's like not gonna take two years to get it no he's gonna get it pretty quick yeah 
Um, so now, like, whenever I see, like, Columbus win games and Chicago win games and Anaheim win games, I'm like, wow, like, this is, this is truly, um, I mean, there are drafts, there are good drafts, there are bad drafts, but this is a franchise-altering player. Right. Like, this is your, you know, I mean, this, this changes, whoever gets this guy, this changes everything. Everything. Yeah. So, okay, so here's here's my question, and, and the reason why I ask this question is the obvious reason, which is that these two teams have not yet won a cup or even come particularly close to winning a cup, but do you put him on the level of Matthews McDavid? I do. Okay. I do. I do. Do you think that he's higher than that level, or do you think that that's a uh, good hard hard to say that he's higher yeah, no, than a guy who scored sixty five yeah. goals and another guy who's going to get one hundred and fifty points this year? Yeah, no, but I think he's a, I think he's a point of game guy right off the right off the hop. Yeah, I think he's a, an eighty point guy in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, depending on his situation, he might be on the worst team and and have really. You know, but even then, like God, he just get, does it all himself. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's an he's a, he's an eighty two eighty to eighty two point eighty five point guy in his rookie season wherever he goes, yeah. and and that and that's only gonna that's only gonna improve. Yes, yes. In 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 answer to that question, I think he is on par with Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. I do. Yeah, I do. He's not better, but he's he's there. Yeah, he's there. It, 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 I agree with you that it's impossible. I, I kind of gave you a loaded question. Yeah, yeah. But it is impossible to say. You know, if you, if you were uh, when we had Bob McKenzie on, he'd say you're trying to radio me, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so I did give you a bit of a loaded question on purpose. But the the reason why I ask though is because if you look at a team like Anaheim's a bad example because. To be honest, they've got the talent that they should be a little bit better than what they are now. But if you look at a team like uh, Chicago that is so bereft, right, it's like... And will be even more next year. Right. Because Taves and Kane won't be there. Right. Uh, Sam Lafferty won't be there. Like, every decent guy they have won't be there next year. If if you take Chicago (laughs) and you put Bedard on Chicago, like, there's no guarantee that they even make the playoffs for five years. Uh, five, I'm not sure about five because, you know, you're going to be, you know, like, look what happened the last time they did this. They got Taves and then Kane. Yeah. Right. In successive drafts. Yeah. They got Taves third overall and then Kane first overall. Yeah. And then they were on their way. Right. Yeah, that's fair. And, 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 but you have to draft well, you have to get a Seabrook in there somewhere. You got to get a Duncan Keith in there somewhere that you pick in the second round. You know, you got to make good trades. You got to pick up Patrick Sharp, stuff like that. But I mean, it, it. it just makes it so much easier the when you, ha- when you have that one. kind of talent, right? And and so to me, um, yeah, I mean, underrated on Chicago is Corey Crawford, of course, having the goaltending. Yes, sorted. Yeah, I mean, he was never the best goalie in the league, but uh, but he wasn't there at the beginning. It was Anti Ranta that, that won the Anti first Niemi. cup. Anti Niemi, Anti Ranta. <laughs> He's Anti having a good Niemi. year too. <laughs> he is. He is. Um, Carolina's having a freaking stupid good year. Yeah. But uh, they're, almost, yeah. they're, they're like seven points behind Boston. They both play tonight. They win and Boston loses tonight. It's a race. Yeah. It's a race. Yeah. For the first time since the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. We got since a race. Boston just started 
steamrolling everybody. Yeah. But oh, Caroline is just such a good team. Man. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just like, what do you, I don't know, what do you even say about Caroline? What, what were they down point? 4-1 last night? Come back by 4. Yeah, because why wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 I, I, I am of the opinion, and this might come as a, as a hot take or a surprise to somebody, but I'm of the opinion that if you can come back from 4-1, you should. Yeah. 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 That's my opinion. Yep. And I'm sticking to it. Good. By golly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I, I just say that because I just, you know, uh, I mean, you're right. Some some teams, they build well through the draft and then they do all of those things and have that luck and all those components come together. But I just, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, it, he, hasn't, he, it hasn't worked in Edmonton on, you, had a dry, you have the same two. You've got the dry side McDavid. Right. And, and it, it hasn't and worked it, in Toronto. It, uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and you've got no, Marner, Marner and Austin Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. if he goes into Anaheim, that might be a scary good team. Him and Zegras as your one-two punch down the middle. And, yeah. Um, Speaking of punch, Zegras might get his head punched off before then. <laughs> you know, and you've got Mason McTavish. Yeah. You've got some decent... I was just about to say Mason McTavish, yeah, decent, too. decent young talent, for sure. Yeah. But they've got a long way to go. Yeah. They do. A, they do have a long way to go. They do. I but mean, I almost I, hope that he winds up in a team like... Arizona or <laughs> I think that people are going to throw rotten fruit at me down the streets of Toronto if I say something like that. But I almost yeah. hope that he winds up on a team like Arizona or um, uh, or Anaheim teams that that need that kind of guy, not just that need that kind of guy, but yeah. have actually proven that they're not just tanking. Oh, I think Arizona's tanking big time. Oh, no, they are. Anaheim's not. Columbus is not. That's why I've been cheering for them. Right, Columbus is another one. Columbus isn't tanking. They they just suck. They just are bad. Arizona's early in their rebound, and they're still at the tank part of their rebound, but you're starting to see them tick up. You know what I mean? Like, if they were a stock, this is the time that you're buying. Yeah. Right? Because you're starting to see them put together the young pieces and those steps necessary as opposed to Chicago literally was just like, it's all gone. Yeah. Burn it all down and yeah. we'll see what we can do out of the ashes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's why I say, yep. and Columbus is another one. Like you say, like it's, you want to see the teams that aren't necessarily, haven't necessarily tanked rewarded. Right. And you want to see them get the pick or obviously Montreal should get it. Like just, just because, just because, just look at the look at the conspiracy theories on Twitter. That would be worth it alone. <laughs> yeah, they, they they can't bottom out so badly that they'll they'll fall that far. I don't think, right? But you've got the addition of two <clears throat> picks potentially. Yeah, Florida's still. I mean, it's yeah on the cusp, but uh, you know, so you're let's say you've got a eight percent. That eight percent can become ten percent, kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we move on to another topic? Uh, yeah, we we didn't even plan for that one. No, <laughs> we didn't. Bonus. <laughs> bonus. Yeah. Bonus coverage. Bonus fact. Bedard is good. Yes. Yeah. Fun fact. Hopefully. I hate when people say that. Fun fact. <laughs> and then they say uh, something stupid. I like, tried to rev you up on Twitter the other night and it didn't work, but. Uh, no, you did No. It's, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so zen. I'm so zen. <laughs> so now. zen. Uh, all right. So. I wasn't zen today at pickleball. I was pissed off. I was throwing my racket. I was going to ask you how you threw your racket at pickleball. A guy swore at me today. <laughs> I've seen you throw Just your stick Just an effing at- game. Stop the bullshit. And I've seen you throw your stick at hockey. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
For those that want the peek behind the curtain, Ken is exactly who you think Ken is. <laughs> just so you Not know. Not just in, in like off away from the uh, all of this. I'm I'm actually quite a pleasant person. Oh, I didn't say you weren't pleasant. Yeah, you're yeah. very pleasant. Yeah, yeah. But I I'm an idiot. No, but I'm, I'm saying an idiot. you're exact because you're like this like high energy. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. go go guy. Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. hate golf because that means that you have to stop walking <laughs> for like eight seconds. You know. Like that's just like that's just like that encapsulates you. I also right there. hate golf because I'm terrible at it. You know, I was thinking today, like I know other people are better gonna be better than me, but why do I always have to be like the worst? <laughs> that's what pisses me off. <laughs> why do I always have to be the worst one there? Like why? Fifty-five years later, I'm still getting picked last. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Dylan. I grew up in Sudbury, Ontario. Yeah. Where there's ten months of winter and two months of bad skating. I grew up across the street from an outdoor rink. Right. I was out there all the time. <laughs> all the time. And I suck. Like, what is with that? Like why does hockey hate me so much? I love hockey. It hates me. <laughs> Why? It's like, what was the Simpsons joke? <laughs> Why does everything I whip have to leave me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny, Ken. <laughs> that's really funny, pal. Like, I think the 10,000 hour rules is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, I it think really that 90% is. of what Malcolm Gladwell says. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, you can't apply it to hockey. No way. Yeah. But I'm probably came pretty close do you know how broken your body really would be close. after ten thousand hours of hockey well just think just think if you're practicing one hour a day yeah one out like dedicated dedicated practice one hour a day ten thousand days that's yeah. like 20 years yeah exactly <laughs> so, okay so you do it two hours a day okay 10 years yeah you know but, but two hours a day seven days yeah. a week you're, i know it's 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 insane you're broken anyways yeah. i was close i was pretty close <laughs> I was always out there. Yeah. I was always, and I worked on stuff. Like I would be out there at eight o'clock in the morning when no one else was out there. Okay. Skating around, working on my shot, working on stick handling. You've seen me play. It's okay. pathetic. I'm a really nice guy. So I, I'm going to say, I'm going to build you up a little here. Ken put a beautiful pass on my tape on a two on one. And, uh, and I flopped it. Whiffed the net. <laughs> I whiffed it past the net by like four and a half miles. In fairness, it was across my body. I'm a, yeah. I'm a left shot and I was playing on the left wing. So it's not a good one-time position, but he did. He put it in the wheelhouse. I should have been able to get that one, uh, get a good I, shot I on should, that. I shouldn't have passed it to you. No, you should have just. I shouldn't have. I should have just tried Isn't that what the old on people own. on TV say? Yeah. Just shoot the puck. <laughs> he just should have shot the puck. I don't care if it hits the goalie in the trash. Shoot the puck. <laughs> but so anyways, I also scored a beautiful you shot. You did. You scored uh, a really good goal. Far side. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Posting in, baby. Yeah, it was good. Ding. It was good. All right, let's talk about something other than us. <laughs> okay. Because no one cares, as you always say to me. No one cares. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Bobby Hall. No, no, I'm just kidding. Mm. I'm not going to say that. Um, they yeah. actually had a really good ad article about Bobby Hall on uh, kencampbell.substack.com. I know. <laughs> just using the death of Amanda. To, to promote your, your sub stack. But, yeah. uh, you know, if it works, it works. Uh, let us know in the comments if you signed up <laughs> because of that. <laughs> no, but I think it was a good article because, uh, like, you said uncomplicated man, complicated legacy. That was the, that was the tagline of it. Right. And, uh, and it's, kind of, it's kind of perfect, right? If you can keep it on the ice, uh, he, he did a lot for the sport. There but was- you can't. There was no 
and, and I maintain this, he's the most important player in the history of the game. Because of his defection to the WHA. Because of that. And the money. Uh, he was, he, he, he redefined a role. He was, he was instrumental in popularizing the slap shot. He was instrumental in popularizing the uh, curved blade stick. Yeah. Uh, he was railing against violence and thuggery in the 60s before anybody, even it was on anybody's radar. Yeah. He uh, was part of the group that sued the NHL over their pension contributions and, and won. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a player... Like, I mean, you know, Bobby Orr redefined his position. Jean Beliveau was the first big, you know, power power man in the in the history of the game. But I, I would argue that there is not a player, a non-executive, a player who has had a bigger impact on the sport than Bobby Hall had. So something that I was thinking about uh, after his death, and I've actually kind of come around on this. I'm, I'm actually... Something happened today that I've I've kind of come full circle on this, but I don't like when somebody's death is used as an opportunity to rag on that person. Yeah, and the reason why is not because I don't think that Bobby Hall deserves it. I'm sorry, but th- some of the stuff he said and did is just beyond. Yep, it's disgusting. Yep, and you said it in your article, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the reason why I say that is because he's dead. Yeah. The only people there to read those tweets are the people that care about him. Yeah. Are his friends and yeah. family. Yeah. Who yeah. are, by definition of his transgressions, victims mm-hmm. and should be allowed to mourn mm, okay. in their own way. Yeah. Now the reason why I've changed this opinion, or not changed, but altered slightly, is because today I actually spoke with my mom and her husband this morning, and both of them said to me. Did you know that Bobby Hull was a racist? I didn't know that before this. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, my mom's a, you know, she'll watch hockey on occasion. Right, right. And her husband, right. though, used to be very into it when Bobby Hull was playing. So he would be somebody that you'd think would kind of know a little bit more. Or or he just had the unvarnished view of him, right? But this is, and, but and this that's, is my point. And that's what gets ruined a lot of times, right? Right. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, my thought would be if... If some something like that happens and, and somebody dies, I would think like put a put a notification in your calendar for a month from now. I'm going to write an article about you know examining the legacy of Bobby Hall. But to to go on Twitter and to like I said, it's the victims. I yeah. I just think it has to be balanced. It has to be balanced. Yeah. And um, and I'm not defending you know, Bobby like, Hall. Like, like no no yeah. no. You have to like. When you are talking about his death, you have to talk about his transgressions. You have, you have to, to. You absolutely have to. And they have to be mentioned prominently and they have to be pointed out. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. Without question. But I saw one piece and the, on, a, on a website and the headline was Good Riddance Bobby Hall. Disgusting. You know, like, okay, well, okay, that if that's what works for you, that's what works for you. No, it's I, disgusting. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. It's disgusting. You know what I mean? I'm not doing that. Um... I think about say when Toronto when Donald Trump dies, whenever that is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be pretty vicious. Yeah. It, it'll be vicious, but I'd like to think that people will also point out some of his positive qualities, 
some of the positive things. I don't know things. which positive. Like I, you could, well, you could leave I, me okay, a, well, to I, think about it you for know a what? year, and I wouldn't I, find I, one. But. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. were the, the economy. Like when he was president, he screwed up a lot of things, and he was a terrible person. Yeah, the economy was in very, very good shape. No wars. Um, you know, there, there, it, there is, there were positive aspects to his presidency. I mean, it's it's overshadowed, no yeah, doubt, yeah, yeah, overshadowed yeah. and whitewashed, and it, as it should be by everything else. Yeah. But you can't. I mean, you can't forget those things. Can I? Can I say one thing? A really good thing that he did. He he did bring jobs to America, because uh, prior to Donald Trump, America used to have to outsource its terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. And that now they've got homegrown domestic, ter- domestic, domestic yeah, good, yeah, for yeah, sure. good, good old for fashioned sure. American. Yeah. Terrorists. Like you don't, you don't see any help wanted ads looking for terrorists anymore. <laughs> they got them. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, this is, this is the thing. I, I think that Bobby Hall in a way is his legacy is more complicated than Donald Trump. And it's because of, you know, like a friend of mine brought up a good point to me, which is, like he's not a hero. My friend is a Leafs fan. He goes, he's not. He goes, not. He's not a hero for either of our teams. Yeah. Right. And he said, so we're gonna go and tear down this guy. But meanwhile, if somebody came out and was like, ah, man, I was in a bar with John Beliveau one day, and he was spouting off stuff about how much he loves Hitler, and you know what I mean? Like, the, what, what, what? Where would my mind go? Yeah. Or your mind go, for that matter? If somebody, if somebody came out with like irrefutable proof. That Jean Beliveau was a Nazi, right? Right. So for us to turn around and just talk about this guy who is a a a hero to fans of another team, there's an insensitivity to it and and a, and a sort of lack of whatever. But anyways, like I said though, the other side of it is that the information got out where people who didn't have that information, who I assumed there was almost nobody that didn't know, but there were there there. But see, like where I have a problem is. Uh, I was listening to a podcast where somebody said, uh, "Wait, you don't listen to podcasts?" No, I actually I was listening. I was on Twitter, and it was just a portion of it. Okay, yeah. And they said, "Well, you know, uh, you can't. It's right there with Bobby Hull. He was convicted of domestic abuse several times." Yeah. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. I'm not standing up for the guy. But he wasn't convicted. But he, he was never convicted of domestic yeah. abuse. Dis- uh, abuse. He was convicted of taking a swing at a cop who was intervening on a domestic situation he was involved in. Yeah. And there are ex-wives of his that have, and we have, I have no reason to believe that they would ever be untruthful about this, but they have said it, but he, he was never convicted but of domestic abuse. But you can't use a legal term in a, with a non-legal definition. Yeah. That's it. Convicted is a specific and legal term. Yeah. Right? And so for, you can't just change words to suit what you want. I mean, it's, it's, it's well, especially when it is someone's legacy, you know? Right. Right. So exactly. anyways, I mean, he was, a, I mean, nobody's terrible people him. do wonderful things. Right. And that's what happened in this case. He was not, he was a very flawed individual. He yeah. was not a good person. Um, but that's not all he was. Theodore that's Roosevelt my point. And, and on a day, on a diet, on a time when a guy dies, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think, I just don't think you can focus on, on one thing on either side. Like you're not going to gild the lily and talk about what a great guy he was. Yeah. But I also think that you, you know, you can't just bury the guy. We're uncomfortable with that. 
yeah. societally right well, now. Well, I think too, like it's a whole media thing. Like I think people want to prove how brave they are. You know, like, look at me, I'm going to rag all over Bobby Hall, even though he's dead, you know, kind of thing. Which like it's like, it's like, point. it's like, here's, you know, look how brave I am, you know, yeah. sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Which is my uh, and, original And that's point. okay. I mean, that's all right, but I'm not doing that. Yeah. I, uh, that, and, and, and that was essentially my original point, which is that he's dead. Yeah. He's not reading your tweets. Right. Yeah. You haven't changed his mind on a subject. Right. And so you have to, uh, y- you have to, you have to check where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side of that is that the people going around defending Bobby Hull on Twitter, just give it a rest. You know what I mean? What what those people are saying that are that are ragging against him, I don't like the timing. I don't like how they're doing it. All the rest of that stuff, all that good stuff. Yep. But the people that are going around defending him at the same time, like, it's not defensible. Yeah. You can you can say, oh, I don't, you know, maybe this is a bad time to say that, or maybe this is whatever. But you can't turn around and say, well, he wasn't a full Nazi. Like what? Like there's. It's, I don't it's think I don't think anybody's saying that though. No, are but they? are they are they saying that? Like I, I don't know. I haven't followed it closely enough. I'm just I'm of, just saying that uh, that you yeah, know yeah. it's like I just stayed completely out of the Twitter conversation. I haven't even acknowledged his death. Lots of people die. Some good, some bad. You know. What's going to be said about uh, Don Cherry when he passes away? Yeah. Right? What's going to be said about me when I pass away? Boy, that guy had a terrible take on the defense of Bobby Hull on Twitter. Let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's how people will remember you. That's yeah. that's my legacy. I've built my legacy right here and now. You ever notice how people talk about Twitter like it's like the be all and end all? Yeah, I mean, it's sampling it, bias. It's a very small community, too, and it's a and it's a cesspool. And, you, yeah. you know, you know that my favorite... Uh, cartoon about sampling bias. This guy with like a, a pie chart and it says like 99% and then 1%. And then he's like, uh, he's like, according to our ser- survey, 99% of people like answering impromptu surveys. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a sampling okay. bias on Twitter and we have to acknowledge yeah. that, which is All that right. a certain type of people use Twitter. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Moving on. Hey, everybody, this time of year, everybody's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. Take me, for example. I said I wasn't going to throw my racket in pickleball anymore, and I still do it. I've actually found that the smallest change to your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yes, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair, and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if, you'll, even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycons wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer a buy now, pay later option. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. 
Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Bo. Bo knows Long Island. Check out KenCampbell.substack.com. Check us out on Twitter at Hockey No Filter. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Do all that great stuff. Check out Ken underscore Campbell 27. And of course, check out myself at underscore Dylan Waugh. We are now going to talk about Bo Horvat in a trade. Well, okay. So I haven't read your article on this one yet. I didn't have a chance. You came up with it yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to read your article on this one, but you did write an article because Ken writes at KenCampbell.substack.com. He does. <laughs> so tell me your your initial thoughts on the Horvat trade. Uh, well, um, I sort of, I, I mean, it's going to be if if it's a high risk, high reward trade. It's a it's a very very high risk, high reward trade. For who? For uh, oh, for the Islanders. For the Islanders. Yes. Okay. Um, because there is the possibility that they hit they get the double whammy of not making the playoffs and Bull Horfat not signing long term there. And not and being which, able to move him at the trade deadline. Yeah. Well, they could. They could. Well, I, or, or not for a reasonable cost. Yeah, but but um that then that trade will be in a like a complete failure. Yeah. Right? Um I, 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 I don't think that the Islanders have any assurances that he's going to sign there. I, I, re, I honestly don't. Yeah. I don't think there's a contract in the drawer like, yeah. they, like they talk about. I, I think Lou Lamorello has a very good idea of what it's going to take yeah. to sign Bo Horvat long term. Yeah. And he's clearly prepared to offer him that because he probably wouldn't have made this trade if he weren't. But that doesn't mean he's still going to get the guy. I yeah you know that doesn't mean he's still gonna get him because maybe Borhovet just goes eh, eh, maybe I'll you know like I I'm surprised more guys don't just say you know what I've like I've in for a penny in for a pound I might as well see what's out there you know what I mean like and and it might be no, of no fault of the Islanders like they might have a really good run here make the playoffs win a couple of rounds you know everything's really good and he might just still say like if it were me I might just still say you know what, like, I've come this far, you know, and, and I'm not going to be with the team that I thought I was going to be with. Yeah. You know, I he says, I thought I was going to be a Canuck for life. Yeah. Um. So, you know what, let's let's see what's out there. And, and, you know, the Islanders is not one of those teams that historically, uh, and when I say, I mean, in recent history, retains players like that. In the sense of well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they've had they've had their problems. I mean, obviously with John Tavares. No, but I, I um, don't I don't even mean like that because you're saying like will he test free agency or you're saying that he he probably will test free agency. I'm saying like no, I'm not saying he probably will. I'm saying I would. Okay, so yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is that teams like San Jose, for example, when a, when a player gets traded to San Jose with no contract in the drawer, oftentimes they go, oh boy, I'd be okay living here in San Jose. Yeah, let's talk about a contract. When they go to the New York Rangers. A lot of time, like like those teams, Vegas Golden Knights, another one. The, all those teams historically uh, have a good time, yeah, re-signing players that they get as rentals. 
right? Conversely, you look at like Thomas Vanek coming to Montreal, has a great playoff run. And then it's like, hey, let's put the band back together. One of the best lines in hockey last year. Mm-hmm. And he goes, nah. Yep. You know, yep. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of other examples. Well, it, yeah. The Chicago Blackhawks in their yeah. heyday. I mean, the famous one that they retained was Marion Hossa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, um, the Islanders is not one of those teams that's known for uh, being a team that's able to retain players like that. Of that. Well, they, they lost Ryan Smith when they did the, exactly the same thing. Like Correct. exactly yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Ryan Smith went to Colorado and signed there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, it happens. And I, I don't think that they view it, they view Horvat as a rental. I think they view him as a player that, I agree. that they're prepared to do what it takes to sign long term. Yeah. And they may very well do it. Yeah. Like Lou is Lou. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, Lou is the godfather for a reason, right? Yeah, he's going to light uh, the world on fire whenever he can. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyways, so, you know, he may very well sign there. Um, but it, this is not like a Timo Meyer situation, right? Like with Timo Meyer, as long as you're willing to offer him $10 million on a qualifying offer next year, yeah, he's an you, you've got him, you've yeah. got him, you've got him for at least one more year at minimum. And then if, you know, then if you use that time to put together a, you know, a seven year deal with a, that starts with an eight or a nine, you're probably going to get him. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So Bo Horvat. On the Vancouver Canucks, had the second lowest percentage of faceoffs in the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. He started the second least amount in the offensive zone by percentage of any forward on the team. Right, and he had the second most points. Right, as a raw stat yep. on the team. Yep. Yep. And he had excellent, all the other numbers, expected goals, Corsi, well, he, all that stuff. I mean, excellent. power play, he's a good power play guy. I mean, he's going to he's gonna help. He's always been a good power play guy. Yeah, though. I mean, yeah. he's going to help. There's no question. They'll probably, I would assume they'll put him with Barzell. Yeah. And so that will take a lot of heat off of Barzell on taking draws because Bo Horvat will be able to take them. Yeah. And Barzell will have a player, an, an offensively gifted player, line mate who with whom he can play so i assume it's going to bring out the best in math barzell i assume it's going to improve the power play i assume they're going to be better um but whether they're good enough or not like i figured out the other day they got they have 55 points in what 30 in 52 games right bo horvat does no the oh the islanders yeah yeah yeah. the islanders I think it's gonna. It's. I don't think it's gonna take a hundred points to make the playoffs in the East this year, like it did last year. Doesn't seem to be that way. Probably gonna take about ninety-five though. Yeah. So they've got to get forty points in their last thirty games. They got to play six sixty-seven hockey. Right. In their last thirty games. Yeah. A team that's to this point played five, whatever they've played. Yeah. Not not much above five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Not not super high above five hundred. So they they got to pick it up. Like there's, this is no get, there's no, absolutely no guarantee. The, like, like I, I think the odds are against, actually against the Islanders making the playoffs. This I, I would agree with you. Yeah. I, I would mean, agree with you. I mean, if I had to bet 50-50 chance, I'd, I'd bet against them making the playoffs. They've, oh. played, they've played more games than most of the other teams and they're still behind, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they had a, an early season surge, like when they first got out of the gate, they yep. looked good. Yeah. But ultimately, and and it left some of us, uh, you and I particularly, kind of scratching our heads going, oh, boy, we didn't think these guys were going to be very good this year. Yeah. 
But I mean, essentially, they are what January was, we thought they'd ja- be. January was brutal for them. Yeah, brutal. they had a brutal s- schedule, and they were brutal. They do you know they went eleven games without scoring in the third period? <laughs> like eleven games. How do you do that? Okay, Money Puck has the Islanders as 11% odds to make the playoffs. Yeah, so there you go. 11%. That's pretty, that's that's dire. That's dire. Yeah. Dire is an apt word for it, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, I, I think, so uh, I also looked it up, Bo Horvat, 56% Corsi 4 percentage, and that's well. And that's good, right? Yeah, well, that's anything amazing. about 50%. Yeah, okay. It's excellent. Yeah. Like 52% is excellent. Right. 56% is really, really good. Yeah. And that's well always starting in the defensive zone and he's able to put like how good are you at winning draws and or forcing turnovers in your own zone and getting that puck up the ice okay so here's my point here's my point you just said all those things about him yeah he's having the best season of his career yeah he's gonna score 40 something goals yeah if you're doing that why would you not say oh open market why would you all not say day. why would you not say yeah, it'd be okay to sign here for a long time, but you know what? Why would I not see what's out there? Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Like I'm not getting I'm not gonna get demonstrably worse as this year goes on. No. You know? I mean the only thing you the only thing that you you know, the the only risk is that you have a devastating injury that may affect or end your career, in which case then you don't have that 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 then security. you didn't have it anyways. You don't no, but if you sign next week and then two days from next week, right? You, you you have that injury, then you're good, right? Right? But but to me, I mean, I I just like if I'm Bo Horvat, I like I'm not, and I'm not saying what he's gonna do because I don't know what he's gonna do. He probably doesn't know what he's gonna do, but I I might just tend to say to the Islanders, look, let's wait till the end of the year, and then at the end of the year, just say, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna see what's out there. Okay, so like you could negotiate with one team. Or yeah. you should go. You can negotiate with thirty teams. Well, not thirty teams because not everybody has a cap space. You can negotiate with one team, or you can no- negotiate with. You don't 15. think that you don't think that. So look, Bo Horvat. It's no secret he's having a career year in terms of points. Yep. But he was always really good on the power play. Yeah. He was always yep. a really he's good a, defensive. He's player. always been a very good player. He's always a really good defensive player. He's all and and now he's. Now he's doing more things. And anyways, my, my point is to say is that I don't think that he's going to have another year like this year, but this year's also not exactly a flash in the pan. Yeah. You, do you think that he's that caliber of player that you would move a player for? You might. Like in the sense of, okay, it's the off season. You are the Tampa Bay Lightning. You came just a hair's breadth away again. You got to the conference final this time, and you need something to reinvigorate. I'm not sure if you're if if you're Tampa Bay, you do it because you already have. Braden, I threw you already one have, out there. You already have Bo Horvat. His name's Braden Point. Yeah, well, you know okay. what I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, threw one so, out there. So yeah, so but but yeah, I I see what you're saying. I think if you have a glut of one thing and you can afford to, you know, if you've got a glut of prospects or you've got a glut of picks or you've got a glut of defensemen and yeah. you have too many and you and that's fills a need then yeah yeah for sure you're going to you're going to clear cap space to get that guy yeah so yeah. that that's that's what i'm saying so i'm yeah. like it could be 32 teams that want to negotiate with him like i don't know any team and even if it's just a cursory note negotiation i don't know of any team that would turn around and say you know what 
A guy that's capable of putting up yeah. on a bad year 60 points and playing all of our tough defensive minutes. I don't think that I want that. Well, even even when he, it was leading up to the trade deadline and he had been traded, people were mentioning Boston as a possibility. You know? So yeah. there's your team right there. Yeah, yeah. There's your team right there. Yeah. You know? So yeah. do, do the Boston Bruins make a run for this guy? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, that being said... Again, if you're Bo Horvat, there's a lot of interesting free agents coming up this year. I just looked at it on Cap Friendly. You, you want a quick cursory list? Yeah. Kane, Taves, better, Tarasenko. Better than. O'Reilly. Better than. Van Riemsdyk. Better than, better than, better than, better than, better than. Klingberg, Patchetti, Pasternak, to bring it. Pasternak. He, okay, there's Pasternak. Yeah. Well, I, a few of these guys we yeah. know, not know, but we're sure that they're going back to their team. Pasternak being one. We're not sure about that. I, I would wait it there. I, I I would wait it there, but we're not sure about that. Fair enough. Dabrinkit, uh Larkin, I would assume, is going back to the That's one that I'm 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 fairly confident he'll stay he'll remain a regular. Yeah. Lucic. Okay. <laughs> no, but to me the only Real comparable go- there. To me, the only guy that is in that conversation with Bull Horvat is is David Pasternak. And if you're right, I about doubt da- that he's going and away if you're, from the and, Bruins. And if you and if you're right that he's it's preordained that he's going to return to Boston, yeah. Then that market, you know, for that kind of player, or for that status of player, because Kane smaller. is better than him now. I mean, and? he's not having a great year, but Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane, right now is better than Bo Horvat. I no. would say if I was to guess who's going to have a better season next season. I'd say Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat. You'd say so? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Anyways, I guess the point that I was going to get to was that I, I couldn't see a team at 35 years old sinking a seven-year contract into Kane. Meaning that even if no. they're comparable in terms of talent, talent well, that, level But that's what I'm production. saying. Like, there's there's like eight... What is it? Eight years? How, what's the difference in their ages? It's a lot. Yeah, it's like... I think it's six. Dun, 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 what are we dun, doing? <laughs> I thought you were looking up the age. No, no, I'm just... Oh, do you want me to look it up? Sure. sure. You grabbed your phone and said, well, what's the difference between their ages? Well, I, I know I know. Horvat's 26. <laughs> oh, okay. So then Kane if he's was, 26, Kane, then it's four for eight years. Yeah, Kane was drafted. Yeah. Kane, yeah, is, Kane 34. is 34. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, great. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. But anyways, it, it's uh, it's not a bad draft class. Uh, um, draft class. It's not, not a, a bad free agent class this No, year, it's not. No. Nope. Right? Uh, yeah. So he would be in the mix with other free agents. Is my point? If he went to free agency, he would be. But but when you're the best, there's going to be competition you, for yeah, the dollars. Y- yeah, but when you're the best, yeah, that's fair. You know, then then what teams will do is like then you're plan A. Yeah, right? you're plan fair. A if you're the best. Yeah, then people try for you, and then they go to plan B. Patrick Kane. Well, <laughs> different positions. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly might be plan B. If you're if you're looking at Bo Horvat, well, that's the that's the other question. You know, Do you look at Bo Horvat as more a center or a winger? Horvat, yeah, center. I I would, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, just I don't know. It it just adds to that that level of how excellent Bo Horvat would be as an acquisition, right? Which is right. Whatever you want, you got him. Right? Yeah. He plays forward. Is what he plays. Fun fact about Bo, Bo Horvat. Let's hear it. 
Remember I said fun fact, how I hate people when people say fun fact. Oh, that's, that's why I really said. funny. Yeah. Do you, no, do you know, like he grew up in um, St. Thomas? Yeah, just or, outside of London. Yeah. A- anyways, or no, 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 no. Where did he grow up? It's any, anyways, he and another player from the Sarnia area, mm-hmm. when they were little kids. Yeah. They got, they got releases from every organization to play in the Greater Toronto Hockey League. So every weekend, their parents would take them to Toronto, right, to play in the GTHL, right, and then they would rent ice during the week, just the two of them, and their dads would get out there and practice with them, and they did that for a couple of years. Like that's how, that's crazy, but whatever. I got them to the NHL. If I was that kid's dad, I would be dining out on that forever and ever i'd be that guy like at the bar just like screaming at everyone and i ran an ice for that kid <laughs> yeah yeah there yeah. he is scores again yeah someone buy me a drink but can you believe it though like from oh what the rodney rodney that's where he's from okay it's called rodney yeah and can you imagine that though every weekend they came to toronto to play games yeah and they, or they'd go to tournaments or whatever. Yeah. And then during the week they'd rent the ice. The two kids with their dads out there, working with them, and like, wow. I, I tend to think Bo Horvat, Bo Horvat probably would have made the NHL anyways. Yeah. But that's that's wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's in, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, there's actually one other thing that I wanted to tackle with Bobby Hall. Oh yeah, but I thought we were going to talk about something else too. PHF. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh. One other thing I wanted to talk about, Bobby Hall. What? Uh, alcoholism. What about it? It's a disease. Of course it is. Well, I thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, there's a, a lot has been made over the fact that, you know, you could tell you got in the house, you knew that he was drinking. A yeah, lot of this yeah. stuff comes yeah, yeah. from around drinking. And now yep. it's not to say that the average person has a drink and then, you know, pulls out a shotgun. It's not to say that at all, but it is just to say that... Uh, you know, if you or someone you know is, it's a PSA, right? If you or someone you know is struggling oh, with see. alcoholism. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like when we talked about the death of Guy Lafleur and, uh, and, um, Boris Alming? No, uh, uh, the Islanders player, um, Mike Bossy. Mike Bossy. You know, we talked about, uh, smoking. Right. Yeah. I think that this is, I think that it's worth uh, mentioning. I, I, I just, I disagree because smoking, well, I mean, it does hurt other people because, secondhand smoke and that but but smoking is is fairly self-inflicted yeah you know you're you're inflicting the punishment on yourself sure whereas with drinking you're inflicting the punishment on yourself and everyone around you yeah yeah so there is a there is a difference no i'm not saying that there's not what i'm what i am saying is that i think that it's just worth uh, okay fair enough throwing out there that uh Mm -hmm. you know there are resources absolutely uh available if you're in a relationship with somebody who is an alcoholic or, mm-hmm. you know, and again, I'm stressing, I'm not saying that this is your, your one-off drink or your, you know, you, you went out and had some fun or something like that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And if, or if you yourself are check yourself, I'm, Oh, today's February. Speaking of which today's February 1st, I did dry, <laughs> dry January. January is gone. <laughs> I'm going, I'm playing hockey tonight. So, and we, we go for a beer after, so I'll have a beer tonight. Tara in baby. Tara in. Yeah. In Scarborough, Kingston Road. Scarborough, Ontario. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Don't forget the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. All right, so let's talk about the PHF. You went to the PHF All-Star Game. I did, actually. I actually had this idea on Sunday. I came up with it on Saturday. And this is a dream I've had my wife, since noon. My wife thought it was stupid, <laughs> but I didn't. I thought, I'm going to go to three hockey games in one day at three different levels of hockey and write about it. So it'll be coming out maybe later today or tomorrow. But I, I went, there was a two o'clock game in Mississauga, the Mississauga Steelheads against the Ottawa 67s. So I went to that. Then the Leafs had a five o'clock game against the Washington Capitals. Yeah. I got there for the end of the first, I got there at the end of the first period. Yeah. So I was there for the last two periods of that. And then I went up to the Mattamy, the old Maple Leaf Gardens. Above the Loblaws. Yeah. 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 The Mattamy Athletic Center. I hate for the there. For the, P, I've never played there. Ah. Oh, for the. The ice is not bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is not about you. Um, for the PHF. Parking is. No, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. For the PHF All-Star Game. The uh Premier Hockey Federation All-Star Game, the Women's League. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, th- I think it bears some discussion. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's really good to go to an All-Star Game where people actually give a shit. <laughs> where the players actually care and are trying. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. They played four-on-four. Four. They had a little four-on-four four tournament. There was one... With all Canadian players, one team with all American players, and one team with players from all over the world. Was there any fighting? And like one of the best players there was from Hungary. This, um, this, uh, the Fanny Gasperics from Hungary. Yeah. Like, so cool. Was there any fighting? No. So then how did you know that the players cared? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. How could their emotions be running high? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was, it was fun to, it was fun to watch a, an all-star game where players cared. Yeah. And really played hard and really tried. Like, that was cool. Yeah. And, you know, I just think, I mean, this is a league that is, it's doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, they've got some very, very deep-pocketed financial backers yeah. at the moment. You know, they are, they raised their salary cap to $1.5 million starting next season. Yeah. So if you divide that by 22 players, that's an average of sixty eight grand a season. That's not bad. That's a living wage. That's a living wage. That's a living wage. They're not all getting that because Daryl Watts, who just signed for for, with the Toronto Six, Daryl Watts is, she was one of the last cuts of the Canadian national team before the Olympics. She didn't get centralized. She played at University of Wisconsin, was a star player in college hockey. Anyway, she signed. She's making 150 US next year. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, that is, that's huge. And to me, I mean, Clearly, the, the that league doesn't have the best players, right? Like, all the best players 
are playing in the professional women's hockey players association yeah, PWHPA, and they barnstorm around and do these tours and stuff and which is pretty fun too yeah i guess it'd be yeah i guess it is but but there's something to be said i think for a league that where you're in the same city all the time you're playing with the same team you know you're 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 grounded you know where you're at and all that other stuff like i can't imagine that some of these really like elite players sitting there going like i'm better than her like, this is yeah. Like I, I should be getting that money, you know. Now far, far, far be it for me to, uh, you know, to try to try to over, you know, insert myself too far into this discussion. Okay. But I, it, what it kind of feels like is like that there were two ideas for how to create women's professional hockey, which was that league and the PWHPA, right? Uh, PHWHPA was. PWHPA was a it's a stopgap, like they're just giving players somewhere to play. Well, they created and, 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 and a union. Yeah, it's a union, and they're giving players somewhere to play and some money until like their their thing is see that and that's what that's what the difference is here. Their thing is is we want to see one prof- professional league. Well, the PHF is like saying yeah okay we want to see one professional it, yeah. league we're going to be it we're going to try to be it you yeah. know but all of the best players. And a lot of the sponsorship money is going to the PHWPA, like PWHPA. They've got, PWHPA. They've <laughs> yeah. got they've got Secret. They've got Sonnet Insurance. They've got you know they've yeah. got a lot of heavy hitters backing them in terms of sponsorship, right? Yeah. Um, and so, um, so they're they're doing okay too. Uh, the PHF, I think, is uh, what worries me about the PHF is I I I. I can't imagine that it's not because they just have really deep pocketed financial backers who really believe in it. But sometimes term viability. Yeah, sometimes that's not that's not a that's not a yeah, that's not a blueprint for for success. Because you know, I've found in my time, not being one, I found that rich people don't like losing money. Yeah. They don't like it. Yeah. And even if they have a lot of it, they don't like losing it. So yeah. Anyways, um, which is to say that, you know, uh, the sort of sub story under all of this is that the NHL sitting there going. Uh, Fight it out and let us know. Who well, wins. yeah, but I don't know that the NHL is as committed as they're. Well, of course, they're as not. they're saying, you know, I mean, they're saying as long as there are competing things, you know, we don't want anything to do with it. And I, I just I know I know a lot of people think the NHL is the answer. Yeah, that that it's it's got to be backed by the NHL. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. I, I to me that's almost a watch what you wish for. You know, yeah. watch what you wish for. Yeah. What I was what I was going to drive at with this was uh, was that the PWHPA was essentially trying to create a players union that could then have a league form around them. Yeah. And the PHF was a league. That intended to have a players' union form under it, right? Right. Yeah. Essentially, both people are arguing as to which one is the cart and which one's the horse, right? Right. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. to to put you know a bit of a finer point on it, right? And so I, I guess if if and like I said, I don't want to stick my nose too too deep in this because you know you know keep your nose where it belongs, right? But as the PWHPA, as the PHF now has a reasonable salary cap and has backing and has 
some form of stability for now and for the foreseeable future as the PWHPA, like it just it feels like a situation where people have dug their heels in too deeply into their position. Mm -hmm. And it seems like there should be uh, a negotiation for this. And the fact that it hasn't happened yet is concerning to me. Well, yeah. And and I don't think there's any appetite for it. Yeah, but From I, I, I agree with you that there's yeah. not appetite for yeah. it. And it just seems like mutually assured destruction, but, but, if you but, ask yeah. me. No, but the PHF, I think, is is like they're they're getting better. I mean, they've got three of the past five Patty Kazmaier winners right. in that league. Patty Kazmaier Award is the the women's hockey equivalent of the Hobie Baker Award. Right. The best, yeah. best player in US college hockey. They've got they've got uh Daryl Watts, yeah, they've got Lauren Gable, yeah, and they've got Elizabeth Shaguerre. Uh, all playing in that league. Elizabeth Shaguerre is, is, you know, a Hockey Canada player. She's played in a couple of rivalry series games this yeah. year as well. Um, so they're, they're, you know, there's, they're, you know, there is some traction there, I think. And, and I mean, for me, it's follow the money. For me, it's follow yeah, the money. Because that's what the players are going to do, yeah. right? Um, you know, we talked about Bobby Hull. The only reason why Bobby Hull went to the, went to the WHA and, and, and the reason why the WHA was able to exist for so long is that they gave him a fur they, coat. <laughs> yeah, they gave him a lot of money. They gave yeah. they gave him a a ten year deal worth two seven two point seven five million, mm -hmm. including a one million dollar signing bonus. Yeah. So you know that that changed everything. Yeah. That changed everything because then other players started to go. Derek Sanderson went, you know, like some of these established guys, you know, Frank Mahovlich, Paul Henderson, you know, all these guys started to gravitate to the WHA. And I, I, I Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe. How did you sons. say all those names yeah. without Gordy Howe? Yeah, Gordy Howe. Well, I think Gordy, it was a chance to play with his kids as much as anything. But Well, you but, know how his nickname wasn't Mr. Hockey. Oh, wait, it was. <laughs> No, but I, I can't imagine the same thing isn't happening. And and for me, like I like I'm telling these women, like tell, like tell Ev, scream at the mountaintops how much money you're making. Don't oh, keep 100%. it. To, don't keep it to yourself. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Nothing raises tides like everybody knowing every what everybody else is making. You yes, know? and that's it's happened in the NHL. And so, like, if I'm, I don't know, name the player. Bo Horvat, uh, Amanda no, Kessel, whoever, whoever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going like, I'm an Olympic team player. I'm a world-class player and I'm slugging it out here. And I'm thing. Sarah nurse, I'm slugging Marie it out. Philippe yeah. I'm, slu I'm slugging it out in this, uh, barnstorming league and, you know, running hockey schools and, you know, working for an NHL team and like doing all these different things just to, just to stay afloat when I could be making a buck 50 yeah. playing in this other league. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I agree with you. Yeah. Sure. I agree with you. It's, you know, these players, once you start putting that money out there. Yep. But yeah, I, I want to see, I want to see it combined. I know that that's not exactly a hot take. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and for a long time, I thought that the future was the PWHPA. I definitely thought that that was the future. I, I did too, but I don't. I'm not any. I don't think that anymore. I don't think that anymore because either. they're just there now. Like they're just there and they play, and they've talked about having a season and they've never had one. And I, I mean, they had to go through COVID, but everybody had to go through COVID. They've become complacent in where they are and what they are right now. Well, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I'm not in a position to say that. I, I don't from know from an outside observer. Yeah, but to me, it's just like okay. Well, when 
okay, we keep seeing this, but what's when's it going to be something? Yeah. You know, when's it going to be something? Yeah. And right now it's a barnstorming tour, basically. Yeah. Which is good. And, an and impressive it, one yeah, with a, yeah. some of the best hockey players in the world yeah. and all that yeah. great stuff. Like yeah. it's not to take away yeah. from these players and from these people. But yeah. The other thing that I noticed at this thing was there weren't, I, I'm sure they were disappointed with the crowd. I mean, it was a decent crowd, but it wasn't a, a very good crowd. The Madame Center doesn't have a lot of seats. Well, though. yeah, but I mean, there were that, yeah, but it's they, like what, a thousand, fifteen? Oh, no, no, no. Is it? The, I think it's more than that, but I think it's I more than that. I thought that I was being generous. Cu- I think yeah. it's a couple of thousand. Okay. Um, but they, they, they didn't get a good crowd. And like, I, th- I was standing there going, like, where are all the little girls in hockey sweaters? Like, that's right. what I would have done. I would have filled the place with girls' teams. Right. I, I don't understand why they don't do that. Yeah. But it was on a Sunday night at seven o'clock. So that's a school night. That's a weeknight, basically. Well, but, you know, is it? It is. No, I, when I say, night. sorry, yeah. when I say it yeah. that way, I mean it more in the sense that, like, I coach hockey yeah. around this city. And, like, I coach on yeah, Monday the kids, nights. The kids don't mind playing at 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's for sure. exactly. And, on and Monday I think, nights, I coach at 7.15. They get off the ice at 8.15. Uh, and their cars by eight forty five home by let's say nine thirty, a U eleven girls team. Right, right. Ten year old kids. Yeah, yeah. Are home by nine nine thirty on a Monday night on a week on a school night. So what I'm saying when I say is it, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not arguing well, what I, you're saying. I think, I'm I think, arguing the that the priorities. And if you've got a kid in hockey, you've already got skewed priorities right well I, and i, I think, mean that in a good way you know and i think and i think and i mean this is another discussion but about you know hockey in toronto yeah and you know why is it that a junior team can't survive here a major junior team can't survive here that's crazy like the marlboros the majors the you know and i mean the mississauga steelheads don't they they just don't draw yeah uh very well generals um uh, not generals. Uh, no, um, generals do the, draw well, um, but that's, that's an Oshawa. Brampton, Brampton Battalion, yeah, Battalion. That's yeah. They moved to North Bay, and yeah. And I think the part of the problem is is that kids can't go to these games because they're always playing. How about like uh, if you're in a weekend league like the OHL, like yeah. kids are always doing tournaments and playing, and yeah. they, you know, the last thing I think their parents want to do is spend more time in a rink. You know, yeah, ECHL. So. Brampton Beast. Yeah, they tried that. Didn't work. Uh, well, I didn't think that was even, ever even. Work. We don't. We don't have Senior A in Toronto. Yeah, we don't have Senior A. So all those fans of Shorzy, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have Senior A in Toronto. The Allen Cup League is well. Actually, they now have a team in Brampton, but they're Hamilton, Dundas, Brantford, Mott's Clamatos, right? No, uh, Winford. no, the Brantford Mott's Clamatos. No, they're gone. Are they? Yeah, the the Allen Cup League changes. And then we've got the well, Western Ontario Super Hockey League and the Eastern Ontario Super Hockey League. But my point is, there is no uh, senior A team in Toronto, actually, in, in the yeah. GTA. Okay. None. Okay. And the closest one is Brampton, and they're one year old, and I doubt they'll last longer than that. Okay. So. Anyways. A real happy note to end <laughs> off this anyways, anyways, I don't know what if anybody cares about any of that, but... I mean, we started with talking about women's hockey, and um, yeah, I mean, I've pretty much. Put, but I agree. Put, put, grow, grow the sport through the through the playing yeah. through the players. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. offer a block of seats to to whatever. Oh God, offer the whole thing. Yeah, offer the whole thing. 
yeah. to, to girls to girls hockey teams. Like yeah. I thought I'd go in there and I'd like I, I my ears would get would be bleeding because of all the screaming and everything. Like, cause yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. That's what I envisioned when I walked in the rink. Yeah. There's going to be like the Lee side wildcats, the Scarborough sharks, which I did actually see there. Uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the Etobicoke or the West mall lightning or whatever, all these teams, they're all going to be here. The Panthers, like the I, wolves, like, yeah, the, like yeah. I thought, I thought yeah. I'm going to come in and there's going to be 10, you know, eight to 14 year old girls and they're just going to be screaming. And I was prepared for that. And I walked in and I was like, what's going on? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Opportunity missed. Grassroots. Yep. Is the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Grassroots. All right. We all done here? I think so. Check out kencampbell.substack.com. Check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And of course, at kencampbell.substack.com, you can get this podcast directly into your inbox along with all of Ken's other great writing. And at HockeyNoFilter, at Ken underscore Campbell 27, of course, at underscore Dylan Wah. We will talk to you next week.